Welcome back to The Square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I'm Curtis the Fourth. That's right, he's back. I'm back. <laughs> no, you guys were bored of me last week. Too much of my voice, so he'll, he'll take over. He's got some things to say. Um, <laughs> but we're going to get into it. It is week 15 of the NFL season. Down to the home stretch. Last four games of the year uh, left on the slate. Everybody's done with their bye week, so thank God. No more of that BS. Uh, but we got some interesting matchups down the road here, so we're going to recap week 14. A crazy week for the NFL, the NFC, and AFC as, as a whole. Um, some teams getting back into it. Some teams getting knocked out of it. Uh, we'll go through <laughs> all of that. Um, yes. And then we will go ahead and look ahead to week 15. Power rankings, game picks, news, headlines, all the good stuff. Let's go. Cool. Uh, we'll dive right on into it. So let's start <clears throat> with uh, week 14. Uh, as we said, dating all the way back to the ninth uh, Thursday night football, Steelers drop one again uh, versus <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings. 36-28, Vikings get a win at home, keep their playoff hopes alive, and uh, oh. Very close, very close to just putting that dagger through the heart of Steelers fans right there to try to get that last uh, seventh spot for for the uh, for the playoff race here in the AFC. So, <sighs> what a game! Uh yeah, I, I was there. Uh, <laughs> I actually got to see the game. Um, oh yeah, yeah, you're working yeah, the game. It was the Dalvin Cook show. Then it turned into the Najee Harris side show. And yeah. Then it was becoming the shit show at the, in the fourth <laughs> in the fourth quarter. So it. It was a game that had everything, <laughs> and it, would you not believe it that these these two rival teams was not even at each other's throats in the stadium? Like they, no. it was it was so cordial in there. I'm like, it, it, it's a very weird weird evening, but <laughs> I digress. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Minnesota, I want to say would have put you know put it on them, but no, held on and yeah. That's how, how the narrative kind of finished out, but they looked like they were just gonna kind of beat them into submission in that first half, and then nope, fourth quarter comes along, and Kirk Cousins, uh, Minnesota defense, Mike Zimmer, all just said, you know what, let's just phone it in. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, they kind of went to sleep at the wheel, and it it made for a very exciting fourth quarter that should have never happened. You know, it, it was yeah. <laughs> if you want to take just a singular quarter of football. No, no narratives, no context. This was a, this was a quite the quarter to watch. But when you put it all together, this was just a weird game. Uh, coordinators should be a little bit, you know, worried. They should be concerned about. There's, there's some Which conversations. Uh, all of them. Take, take everyone on. I mean, there's some conversations, and some closed door meetings, and you know, there, you know, I, I just, I wouldn't have walked away from this comfortable. Either way, uh, absolutely you know. not. So I, I mean, but I'll, uh, but I'll give it back over to you. But it, it was a good game overall. I just, you know, it was a very weird one, though. The only thing I want to talk about with this game is Pittsburgh and Chase Claypool because, <laughs> oh god, is this really a thing? That's how I want to. As it, you're going into this, for me, the the what's a thing with Chase Claypool is more about a thing with Pittsburgh wide receivers. Okay. This is now a stretch now of three number one wide receivers on this team <laughs> becoming an absolute distraction to the rest of the offense for one, but that kind of bleeds over into the whole team now. Gotcha. And for a team that prides itself on being able to find that, that talent at the wide receiver position, 
for some reason, and I think this is where we can get into the talks of Mike Tomlin maybe losing his job because how can you not get a grip to get this one wide receiver or any wide receiver for the last almost decade Mm -hmm. (laughs) to understand critical moments? I don't give a damn about your ego. Right. We are trying to win football games. I've never been under 500. And if you risk that for me, you can get the hell out. (laughs) Right. And at the end of the day, that is a coaching issue. That is an ego issue. That is a self-awareness issue that I don't think we're talking enough about with Mike Tomlin and and Pittsburgh because he has not been able to get so-called diva wide receivers to Mm -hmm. buy in on being team-oriented first. Instead of, oh, I got to show off and, and make, make it known that I'm here. I've arrived in the NFL. Yeah, uh, that's probably just, you know, co- you know, culture at this point. And I, I don't which, I don't I, I don't know the Pittsburgh's culture. So that's I what I'm saying, because it, it. it only comes from the wide receivers. Le'Veon Bell, while he was there, never made it about himself. He didn't care. He was trying to win. Ben Roethlisberger, for the most part, has not made it about himself, except for with all these retirement talks and whatnot but even a b spoke about that and ben ben roethlisberger is the biggest outlier right. uh, on that team like he he just no rules assigned to ben roethlisberger here um but neither here nor there or off the field okay <laughs> let's <laughs> uh <laughs> offensive line wise defense the defense has always been held accountable anytime the defense trips up it gets immediately uh, compared to the Steel Curtain days, and they uh, they cannot get away with yeah, having subpar games. That's back in culture. That's an identity <laughs> thing. That's a that's a Pittsburgh thing. So I understand where I, where why I don't. But everywhere agree with else, everybody yeah. outside of the quarterback is held accountable for their actions. Wide receiver wise, they never are. For at least for the last decade, I, I can't really speak before AB because I did not care about Pittsburgh. They sucked. Uh, when, no, I get it. AB, but I get it, and it, it has to be something that you know. If you're within the organization, it's something that's understood and obviously has been tested and violated multiple on, times. Yeah, at that position. So I think here we go. You know, another another chapter in the, uh, the Chase Claypool chapter now, and. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think this is going to be a shorter chapter because I just don't think Pittsburgh is going to put up with that for very long. And the fact that I had to even ask, is this a thing? is already telling me he's only been here a year. So well, it's... It, the reason why I think this is even a bigger issue is because they, re, they, they I think they're going to try to re-up Juju Smith-Schuster. But Juju, with his TikToks and his immaturity last year, showed us, dude, like, I think what Juju did kind of bled into and, and said it, it's okay for Chase Claypool to do what he's doing. Mm. Well, I, I would always, I mean, if I was an organization, I'm already linking Juju and Ben Roethlisberger together in a package. So if I'm was one leaving, I'm, you know, I'm not re-upping either one of these guys' yeah. contracts after this. So, um, yeah, we'll see where this goes. Um, but when it came to him, where it went in Minnesota, they came up short and now they are, playing for their playoff lives just to get the seventh seed, which in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, this is being Pittsburgh. Yeah. And in real, I, I look at that as like, realistically, does Pittsburgh really believe that they're going to wreak any type of havoc in the playoffs, even if they can just, I mean, that loss does it. deal a massive blow to them, their it, chances at that. Um, exactly. And cause they were, I think they were at the seventh seed last week coming into this they game. They were. And that, that tie is, 
I mean, man, it's really helped them yeah. right now. It's giving them a like this half game lead over everybody that they get compared to. Um right. so it's just tough. I, 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 I did not see Pittsburgh as a playoff team and they're they're living up to that. I think this might be the first time we see uh no um excuse me. This might be the first time we see uh a a under five hundred Mike Tomlin uh team here. Um, yeah, they fall all the way to 11th place with that loss there. Um, and the fight ahead of them, you got two divisional rivals in Cincinnati and Cleveland. Uh, you have, for some reason, surging Denver Broncos team in that offense and uh, a Buffalo Bills team that, for me, I can't count out by any stretch of imagination, no matter how bad uh, they play. Mm-hmm. Um, and an Indianapolis team that I believed in way back at the beginning of the season. Uh, and once they finally fought through all that those injuries, they're looking – kind of along the same lines of new england just a team that is a very very tough to beat and they're on a little bit of a streak now yeah so that that fight back into it is going to be a massive uphill battle and i don't i don't think they have a single tiebreaker um that they can even grab with many of these teams a lot of these teams they just have to beat outright to get that spot and that's what it's going to come down to. But, I mean, it, not coming as a surprise. I mean, I know yeah. it's the final four weeks, and we just kind of giving it, okay, this is the situation. But realistically, I don't even think this scenario is going to play itself out. But that I just want to come, spoiler alert, I just <laughs> I don't feel <laughs> Pittsburgh is going to make the playoffs. I don't and think they don't even a feel like push. a playoff team. And it, not at it, all. Even when you're like, comparing them to now a Cincinnati team that's injured and, and falling, I don't even trust them to beat. Cincinnati again. Well, they can't because they lost them twice. They got swept. Yes, and, and that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Cincinnati bubble team, Pittsburgh. No, it's it, it, out. out. You know they, they're on the bubble, but yeah. they're not a bubble team though. You're te- you're technically mathematically still alive, but out. Yeah, um, it's it's really yeah. The only math we really need to be calculating is time. So, yeah. well, let's <laughs> talk Sunday football then. Yes. Uh, let's start with uh, a kind of tail of two halves game with uh, the Browns versus the Ravens. Uh, a Lamar Jackson injury, he goes down, and we get to see uh, uh, Trace Huntley again. Is that his yes. name? Um, yeah. Uh, Trace Huntley comes out there, tries to lead him back and, and, and win a game. Tyler Huntley. Whatever. Uh, Trace. Whatever. Not going <laughs> to see him next year. Uh, so just a matter of – I the Browns came out, and they finally put together a first half worth fighting for, but this – is what I was talking about at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. This is a team that does not know how to finish games. And they come out in the second half. How do you not score a single second half point? Yeah. I I, <laughs> I don't. I, this, this welcome to Cleveland. That's all I <laughs> it I mean they are still 7 and 6. You won the game. Proud of you. No, no, no. 24-22. I, I just got to get that in there. Browns this, you got the this, win. Yes. It's the, <laughs> this aura of Cleveland in the last 40 years has just been like Ah, here they go. You know, it's yeah. it's it's slowly unraveling this time. Not so much the bottom fell out, but yeah, they held on for this one. And I, I'm like, yeah, they won the game, but it is it's one of those, um, yeah, he beat me, but I didn't win. <laughs> type yeah. situation. Would, I guess my question would be, do you think this could be attributed to Lamar Jackson goes down? They just did not have a game plan for for Huntley whatsoever. And Huntley just kind of caught him by surprise because he has his own package that they just did not prepare for this week. I guess, but I mean, if you, I mean, and and I'll get credit to Cleveland being that 
I think they had all their ducks in a row for how to defend a Lamar Jackson offense. Oh, they and, were harassing Lamar Jackson yeah, in the right. first half. And I think I, I think there's some 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 um, you know some kind of credit to what you're saying that I think it had a lot to do with that. Like once they knocked him out, it was like okay, now what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, keep doing what you're doing, I guess. But it's Tyler Huntley. I didn't even know Tyler Huntley played in the NFL until right now. No, oh, you saw him against Chicago. Was that him? That was him. Okay, I don't. He didn't do anything but, except for but, that last. No, sorry, but, not going on, back. But, <laughs> but don't remember his name. Yeah, until, true. You yeah. See, that's what I mean. It's like, oh yeah, they did have yeah. this other guy that kind of plays on Baltimore, and that's a, I mean, not a bad guy. Don't get me wrong and everything. Hell, had a very good. He even threw a touchdown, Kyler Murray. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so get he, to that in a second. Yeah. So you know, two seventy and, and a touchdown. I mean, he, he did what he had to do. But I, I mean, I do think for how the Browns organization is, there was some type of disruption where they were like, okay, what do we, you know, yeah. kind of well, like literally where do you go from here? What, yeah. What, what exactly <laughs> do we do with this guy? You know, and it, they surged to come back. You know, and luckily they were able to keep you know st- you know st- stave him off. But it it, it was a really a, like you said a tale of two halves and. But for the Cleveland, it was like, did, okay, was it all of that, or can I give some? Can I put some type of redeeming credit that you just took your foot off the gas? But it didn't look like they took yeah. their foot off the gas, and that's what the problem was. So I just, like I said, they held on. Um, I'm, I'm very there's question marks going into Week 15 for me with them because you know, and you know, I I had Baltimore winning this game, but of course with a Lamar Jackson, you know, injury, um, injury yeah. I get why they did not you know pull this um, game out pull out the upset the upset, upset road victory you know but you know it was what it was i i just, I just think cleveland had a great, great game plan they really got away from it in the second half and baltimore just didn't have just enough oomph to get over the over the top with tyler huntley <clears throat> all right um we had a blowout victory, uh, a divisional matchup: Titans versus Jags, twenty to nothing. Titans get that win there, get to nine and four. Uh, yeah. Not going to dwell on that one. Um, mm. Chiefs are back, forty-eight to nine, aren't they? <laughs> uh, the most disrespect. This is the funniest thing, and I think a lot of people have, uh, at least on the internet, uh, have kind of clowned Vegas for this. Their whole pregame antics, going out there, stomping on the on the arrow and midfield, and all the obscenities, all the absurdities, and, and the, the near brawl. And the Chiefs just sit back, and they wait for kickoff, and then they just punch them right in the mouth. <laughs> Get oh, the fumble, defense steps up to start the game, and then they're just like, all right, Pat, you can take it from here, and just, just like, stab them, stab them. <laughs> just keep death by a thousand scores. It yeah. was just they could not stop the Chiefs from just ravaging their defense. No. And then Derek Carr, Man, it, you're looking like Ben Roethlisberger out there. Yeah, yeah. we seen, yeah, we seen two different versions of this guy. Cause this, I mean, this guy was wasn't he like number two in passing at one point? In this, it's the stat that I've been saying from the John Gruden era. <laughs> he is it, the second that the bye week hits, they take that week off, and the Raiders and Derek Carr fall apart. Mm. Well, they definitely are. Now they are a shell of what they were earlier True. in this year, and they are definitely looking like the team that I thought they would look like after the uh, John Gruden firing. Yeah, you got fired, sir. <laughs> um, but after his his departure, you know, they kind of 
for like two to three weeks. They kind of coasted in this little gray area, and it was like we really didn't know <laughs> what type of team. And we made, we 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 spoke to edit a couple times, but I think it's really coming out. We seen what this team is now outside of the the, the Gruden's administration and 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 leadership and and direction. And now it's just their team and t- they, man, their team in flux. They need an identity. Well, with that being said, they need a head coach. They need a coach and a coaching staff. They, you know what I'm saying? They need, they need a whole a new direction. They need, need a running back. Need right. an offense. <laughs> you know, is there a car part of the new regime now? Because there has to be a new regime now. And then, I don't I, think I, so. I think the second that you bring in a new head coach, new GM, new, I think, new yeah, everything. This is a rebuild. And, I mean, yeah. it's a rebuild, but re, what rebuild with caution here. Keep the people you need to keep and rebuild. They've got them. some nice assets. And that's my point. Don't clean house per se, yeah. but keep what's necessary and then trim off the fats and, 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 and soup up your, you know, soup it up where you need to at different areas on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So, Hey, John um, Gruden's out. So maybe you can draft better. Um, but on the chief <laughs> side, did you see the hat, the hat trick they pulled off? With the oh, running backs. With the running backs, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. my goodness. This is a running back show, which is insane to say because, I mean, Daryl Williams, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had two touchdowns, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Um, and yeah. I don't even know who the third guy's name is, but I know I watched him score. <laughs> I want to say Derek, and I want to say Dietrich, but it's Gore. Uh, but I Oh, yes, yeah, Gore, Gore. I don't know his yeah. first name. I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm, I think it's Derek Gore. I think be. so. I, and I'm going I want to say that, but at the same time, I said that before, and it was something something else about another player. So I just wanted to be. It's I whatever. Mess, I don't they have the team that is not led by their running backs only scored with their running backs basically in this game, and they all looked very very good. I I love watching Ceh kind of come out of that shell a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of take that lead role. Uh, Daryl Williams, uh, pass catching back, just making making the defense pay for just completely disrespecting him on that on that play yeah. where he is just he watches the linebacker. The second the linebacker tries to spy the QB, he takes off down the sideline. There was just no question about it. And then the the ability to turn on the burners there too, because uh, he was way out. I mean, they were about the 25, 20, 26 yard line from there. And he 20 yards straight in. So and, and they're and they're and they're making teams pay for their overcompensation of trying to shut down um Travis Kelsey and the and the double mm-hmm. and triple coverages that he's been seeing. And that's leading guys like you you know what you just mentioned, Daryl Williams is wide open. The Brian Pringles are wide open. Hell, the Miko Hardmans are now starting to, you know. This what you're, you, well, this what you need. Yeah, exactly. and, and I think they're they're hitting their stride at the right time. Uh, they've been just quietly on a six-game winning streak uh, at this point, and they just keep on rolling. And, and this was just like statement. First of all, you don't come in our house and disrespect us. We are going to, as you were alluding to earlier on this here, they don't typically get up for home games. No, they got up for this one. They were they felt disrespected and slighted by the Raiders. Uh, hmm. In fact, first off, that they're a divisional rival in the first place. But then exactly. you also come in and step on our on our arrow. No, we're not going to have that. And then <laughs> right. they got up for that game, and boom, it was it was not a pretty sighting for the Raiders. Um, so. That's a wrap there. The Chiefs continue to to grow back into that uh, Super Bowl uh, caliber shell there, and they're, they're right up there in, in the uh, in the AFC picture, they're tied for first place. Uh, I think they're out on a couple of tiebreakers, but uh, yeah, they they're going to they're going to be competing for this AFC title if they continue to let the defense uh, chemistry come together and that offense continues to take care of the ball for one, right. but then two. 
be more efficient in the offense and continue to grow that, there, there's no stopping this team. No, and and there and and most importantly, for the success of this team of during this six game stretch has been man the resurgence of and some relevancy of their defense. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if they they don't have one of the top defenses. They don't even have a shutdown defense, but they had to, they've been the last top few 10 weeks, for the last six weeks. You put it, yeah, in a very small sample size. They yeah. they learn how to put it together in a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be more accurate, <laughs> but, but yeah, and now I'm excited because I'm like, hell, that's the defense I remember that won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so yeah, it was just one that showed up when they needed to show up. So, and I'm at this point, obviously on the defensive side, I think they got they figured some things out, and now they're starting to roll, and they look good on both sides of the ball now. For and that was something that was lacking earlier in the year, for sure, for sure. Um. Now, uh, the Saints get a road win, uh, 30-9, to a nice little blowout victory to stop that skid there. Um, Not impressed with that one, were you? The game sucked. I, 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 the game just sucked. I I, have, I don't even care the fact that I lost the pick. I just uh, the, the game was That's horrible. We'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> I just thought, yeah. yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> Cowboys, though, 27-20. to 20, They tried to give this game away. Uh, as I feel like this is, again, kind of the same thing from the game we were talking about earlier with the Ravens and, and the Browns. Mm-hmm. Quarterback goes down. They just forget. They, they, they just don't know what to do with this new game plan. And Kyle Allen tries to lead them back to victory. But 27-20, Cowboys win a very tough divisional game, uh, and they get to that 9-4 and four record uh, in – they they're definitely going to try to make that push here to to shut out the rest of this uh d- d- this division to to just win it lock in their their playoff spot and then uh, get healthy before the playoffs is kind of what I what I read into this. Mm. Uh, it was a man. I just seen what I seen was a one of those gritty division rival games. It was just one of those ugly football. Um, but I, I mean, was it really a, a question of both? offensive run games getting shut down or just both run games just couldn't get going it just was a a struggle with these two teams and and just back and forth for, for basically most of the game it just was i mean just gritty football and it was i know the gritty i don't say it in Zach the sentiment of good yeah it just was not good football to watch and yeah, I mean, it had these moments where you thought it was going to turn and it just kept not happening. And, I, you know, so the only thing I did is I turned to change station. Thank goodness <laughs> there was a doubleheader on because yeah. I, I could not. This it was, was a, bad football. This one of the ones I couldn't stomach. But yeah. it, there's for me, the divisional games, when you see bad, bad football in a divisional game, I do tend to just say. I want to see them in a, in a regular, just straight up. I get game. it. It's just in that moment for three hours. I'm like, do yeah. I really want to commit three hours myself to, to this? Yeah, <laughs> just I, I didn't really want to, but of course, when you have fantasy aspirations, this yeah. is one of those games where I'm like, I got people all throughout yeah. both sides of the ball. I'm like, it was forcing me to watch this. I was just, but there was nothing to watch because there was no production any no. anywhere, nowhere that could be found and. But wherever the production was, guess what? Those were my opponents every single time. And I'm like somewhere in one of those <laughs> leagues. And it, it was just freaking three hours of torture. I like and it, and it, Why are you going to trim the fat on and your tell fa- me fantasy? This, why was it the last 12 o'clock game to get done? It was, it was, yeah, it it just, was a slugfest. It just uh, dragged on. It yeah. was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this game would not end. That's my all of my take <laughs> for this game. It's just, yeah, it was just gritty, ugly football. Um, I get, but I do, I get it. Divisional rival. I just that was not a game I wanted to actually physically watch though. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, same thing, uh, same sentiment I had about this Falcons Panthers game. Uh, Falcons <laughs> pull it out twenty nine to twenty one. Uh, Cam's done. I Cam is done. I think it should have been. Imp- yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yes, uh, I uh, t- kind of as I told you, I had got excited about the whole Cam <laughs> came back, the aura. Yeah. He just stepped in and just right where he left off and. No. Yeah, with no game script and and I you know, and I was fine, but yeah, after um last week's game, I realized that something's wrong here. And then of course they play Atlanta and you know, and I just had a feeling Atlanta was just going to be a little bit more <laughs> a little bit too much for him. And it became true and even to even add further further um insult to injury, Cam gets pulled. Yeah, he get got benched. I think and, it was before the half, if I'm not mistaken. It was before halftime. And I don't remember. I just know the game, the just bad play. It was tripping over your own feet, not getting, not getting guys set, not kind of just across the board. It was bad football. Not too much to talk about here. Uh, Falcons try to keep their playoff hopes alive here with this. Uh, Panthers are theoretically done. They still mathematically can get in, but. Five and eight uphill battle. You still got the defending Super Bowl champions in your division. Give it up. Uh, you, you're done. Just phone it in and see what you can do is next Darnold year. Darnold coming back or something that I don't know about? Uh, Darnold is. He has to come back next year. Cause no, he, no, no. I'm talking about this year. Is he coming back to play these last few weeks to I have, save the day to get them into the playoffs? Or? I don't think they can. Regardless, it's just you got to – Their schedule is today playoff. They playoff success was not on the field Sunday. That's no. all I was getting at. Um, Seahawks get a 33 to 13 win over the Houston Texans. Uh, just bottom falls out in the second half for the Texans story of their, uh, story of their season right now. They just, uh, can't, can't play a full four quarters of football with the level of talent that they have. Um, Broncos get a 38 to 10 win, uh, in honoring, uh, Demarius Thomas's passing. Uh, they, that, that was a nice little tribute we saw at the beginning of the game there. That's uh, a tragedy. It definitely, man. Thirty-three years old, just retired. Uh, what two years ago? Like this man's been on my fantasy team maybe three seasons, three four seasons <laughs> ago. Now he's not here. Yeah. So that that was uh, insane news to come out uh, before the start of this week. So definitely uh, prayers go out to him to his family uh, at least, and uh, definitely to the Denver organization. That's uh right. That's that's a big hole missing uh, for them. Um. But they do get the win, uh, in 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 his honor, and de- definitely went out there and played a fantastic game, uh, albeit against the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, Chargers get a nice win, uh, thirty-seven to twenty-one against the New York Giants. Uh, they did what they were supposed to do, I guess. Is the sentiment I, we take overall, here? Overall, <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, that's one of those games you look back. It's like, all right, guys, fellas, we got the win, but we got some work to do this yeah. week. And, and then especially with Austin Eckler getting his injury with his ankle and whatnot, they're they're definitely a, a team that's like, okay, yeah, and they're coming into a short week yeah. with the Chiefs. So, ah, uh, that makes you know, that if we say that, that makes me feel a lot better as a Chiefs fan. Like, <laughs> huh, yeah. <laughs> But yes, I I agree. It was just one of those, you know, you did what you were supposed to do. We got some things, we got some things to work on. Um, we did get the victory. We did show some signs of that. That we got some things that we did like. There were some things we didn't like, but overall, we got the W. And let's yeah. get out of here. So, um, oh. no surprises there. New York drops another game. So, yeah. huh, surprise, surprise. 
San Francisco, 26-23. God dang it, Cincinnati, you couldn't just hold on defensively. There were some questionable calls, again, uh, bringing the refs into the conversation. Uh, but Is this what was happening in this? I did, I yeah, did, I didn't it, this game this was game. just – it was bad before overtime hit. There was a couple of questionable calls in overtime. Uh, the – it, it, uh, I, I don't even want to get into that. This was the other one that just didn't want to end. And, but this one, of course, went into we went overtime. overtime yeah. and I'm, <laughs> but it was a long overtime. I'm like, my God. And I'm like, wait, because, of course, I'm sorry I'm doing this. Of course, this affected me in fantasy because <laughs> I had I, I was going against the Kittles and the, and the, and the, and the yeah. Jeff Wilsons of the world. I'm like, oh, they get 10 extra minutes on top of all of this? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So it, it was... <sighs> Cincinnati came, ma- they put up a really good fight in that fourth quarter. I mean, Joe Burrow, the dude can can spin it, man. Uh, <laughs> there is no question about the his ability. He is the guy in Cincinnati. It, it, as the cliche goes, you know, you give this guy some weapons. It, yeah, you give, you give this, this guy, guy an offensive weapons. line. Then this is what I was. This is what I was saying at the beginning of the year. He, this is what's going to come and bite them in the he's ass. He's the cheat code. And it was about what you're about to get ready to say. But this has been a cheat code method of to a, to a um, philosophy I don't agree with. Yeah. But they're defying the odds. But go ahead. They are. And <laughs> they, they do have. And this is what I was saying. I like the weapons that they had at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year. I like T. Higgins. I like Jamar Chase. I love Joe Burrow. I like Joe Mixon. I know you are you were down on Joe Mixon coming I'm into the year. I'm still down on Joe Mixon. I just... <laughs> but Joe Mick, I like Joe Mixon as an offensive weapon. I like some of the guys that they picked up in free agency for the defensive side of the ball. I didn't think their defense would be as good as it has been, but I definitely was, I definitely saw the the budding guys that 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 came from from the mm-hmm. this uh, offseason period. So I was just saying offensive line wise, they have one of the worst in, in the NFL. And they were getting around it by getting Joe Burrow out of the pocket, getting short throws, getting the ball out super, super quickly. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't seem like it was going to be an issue. But then once defenses started to catch up, and now the defenses have their legs on, under them, and now the defenses know what what pass rush moves to use to get to the quarterback as, as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. they're getting to him in less than two seconds now. And now he you saw he dislocated his pinky a week ago. He's getting beaten battered in this game every single time you, you you look up to to watch this game it looked like joe burrow was getting sacked hmm. it at least getting pressured um and he was sacked five times yeah, um, which man. is too much and that's yeah that, i mean to go down five times who knows, he's probably pressured 13 14 times I, I haven't looked at nfl reference to see what <laughs> right. the, what the actual numbers were for this game uh, yeah, he did but I do know – I knew he was taking a lot, a lot of heat. And I, I just don't even want to look at the QB hits number for him. Mm. Um, but regardless, th- this is what I was thinking was going to be happening at the beginning of the year. Right. For them, more power to you for getting around it at the beginning of the year and taking advantage of the slow defense at the beginning of the year. But this is what's going to stop them, in my opinion, from making it to the playoffs. This is what's going to make them one of those bubble teams. that Right now they're at nine. And when you've got guys within your division like T.J. Watt, guys like mm-hmm. in your division like Miles Garrett, uh, and and the the plethora of just guys that Baltimore has, like, oh, this is not gonna go the way that you want if you don't fix this offensive line. 
if they yeah. want to be true contenders and to to put Pittsburgh to bed, uh, to to try to upset Cleveland and and even upset Baltimore at this point, right. uh, you're going to have to fix the offensive line to stop the pass rush because there's no other way of getting around and being an, an efficient offense than letting Joe Burrow do his thing with at least more than two seconds to to read the defense and make a make a play. Yeah, uh, they get to put that that all of those theories to the test this week too um on the road and i gotta go to denver so that, and my point being i know denver's not much of a team but the conditions and the environment is gonna make this makes for an interesting game in for that opinion. offensive line they're gonna be through they're gonna go through it in this game that's and that's what i mean that that there's an instrument there's an interesting element to this game I, denver is not a great host but no. nevertheless Denver's environment makes this, t- <laughs> I think it kind of evens the playing field out here now, you know, where it, there's some factors, some, some things you just going to have to factor in this game when the game play when it plays out. So, um, yeah, I was going to say, just do, don't sleep on that game. That game is going to be very significant and specifically in the lenses, in the lens of um, Cincinnati. And, and if are they going to be that team that makes that step forward? Cause they're going to have to win that type of game, you know, cause we can easily overlook this, whether win or loss and be like, make, take nothing from it. They have to win this. They're in a must-win situation mm-hmm. if they're trying to really be that team to make that, I would say, I to, felt like to this compete. Game, the San but, Francisco game was a must-win situation, well, got, but it, this this really puts their back against the wall because mm-hmm. now they don't have the tiebreaker versus Cleveland. Now they don't have the tiebreaker versus Buffalo. Now they don't have the tiebreaker versus Indianapolis. Now it's an uphill battle to catch Baltimore, even though Baltimore still leads the division, you still have to catch Cleveland. Dang. So it's just you have to outright win, just like Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh's even further behind the eight ball. Yeah, Cincinnati still has a shot, but they they're basically gonna have to win out. Yeah, and and if that's asking a lot out of any any team at this stage, like with four weeks to go, you got to just win out. Can teams do it, especially with your injuries? Right, of course, <laughs> any team possibly could do it, but to ask a team to do that is is asking and a young a lot. team like this to do that this late in the season when yeah. everybody is hurt and everybody's tired and you're 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 basically stumbling to the finish line at this point yeah and it's, it, it's, it's not gonna, gonna be a tough battle exactly so and that's we'll see just if they've got to the, the fortitude to do it and that and if they do that'll be credit to zach taylor getting this team up to play this late in the season yes um but credit to san francisco um as i thought they was gonna take the victory i didn't think they would let them uh, cincinnati back in the game because i felt that if they was able to jump on top of them i would have assumed they would have just stayed on top of them but yeah I, this, I got the feeling they took their foot off the gas a little bit, yeah. and then they had to rev it back up to stop them and slow them down and then take the game from them. So. Yeah. They, they did have to do a lot of soul-searching there in the fourth quarter and, to, to get that figured out. And as a PS, what does Mr. Garoppolo do? He wins, baby. He just wins games. <laughs> All right. Uh, but Talking about overtime games, Buccaneers uh, get a, <laughs> an overtime win, 33-27 to against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Buccaneers get up to ten and three. Buffalo falls to seven and six. Man, you can't start out that slow. You just can't. No, they came out um super flat, um tight. Just you know, it it, it was like now okay, I, I, are we really gonna see this type of Buffalo team? Like I'm like that first quarter looked horrific. If you was a Buffalo fan for you know Bills Mafia. <laughs> Y'all kind of did it to y'all sales because yeah. I was talking a lot of smack like y'all had this in the bag. I'm like, I think y'all didn't remember y'all were going to Tampa. So that's not an easy 
place to show up and just win a game. You know, this, it's not that it's Tampa. It's freaking Tom Brady. I, that's, what I'm, I'm, that's what I'm getting. I mean, and everything that comes with that. Tampa but, Tom. Exactly. I'm like, what, what the hell? You know, this is, you know, this one, you know, uh, Jameis Winston, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, I'm like, it's you, not. You know, you know, it's like, what the hell, dude? This is, this is it. This is almost like a damn. This is a, this could have been arguably a, a, a Super Bowl preview, you know. But th- based on that first half, I'm like they just I don't want did that Super not... Bowl. <laughs> don't want that. No, Super... <laughs> that that would have been one of those they would hype that thing up so good for you, and then all of a sudden by halftime we just Seahawks there, Denver everybody sleep passed out, you know, drunk and everything about halftime because this game was already over before yeah, you it know, was. It was bad, but I mean, hey, credit to Josh Allen. He he spun it in the second half and got them right back into this game. But and also got to give credit to Devin Singletary because he did have a a fantastic second half. All of his all all of his uh, production came in the second half of this game. He did, and 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 it wasn't from a lack of oh, where they gave him some carries and he just couldn't move the ball. They did not. They didn't use him. They just, they didn't even <laughs> they didn't try to establish the run. They in the never first half addressed at all. the run game at all in the first half, as you were saying. Yeah, they didn't run it at all. It was like, okay, I understand a couple of series. At some point, you're gonna have to call a run play in. Yeah. Like you just, and then you add. Oh no, I'm sorry. The run game became Josh Allen's legs. Yeah. So we, Which he he in just turn got him hurt. Right. And every play, it became an option play. I'm like, that's, and what I was seeing was Buffalo playing desperate. And that's just that they played that even when they made they 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 come back it was desperate football and it was like you all kind of did it to yourself and I'm I'm going back to say let's start at the game the game script that was a horrible game script that you came out with you cannot have a powerhouse team like this and think you're going to soar and defy the odds of the NFL statistically with no run game. Don't worry it you got it. Just if that's gonna be the game plan to just not use. I mean, I understand Devin Singletary is not David Montgomery. That 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 is clear as day. No, <laughs> no, but, but still, he, he is a running back. He, he clearly is. Needs to run the ball. Has some sort of production, right? Um, and what he did in the second half was fantastic, based off of the script that you had for the second half. But the fact that you just don't use it, and you're not going to use it until you're absolutely desperate and forced to to run those plays. Come on, man. Yeah, you got to. I know, and that's going to be that. like, hey, either Brian Dable has to answer for that, or Sean McDermott needs to answer that because. Sean McDermott, all you have to do is radio in, hey, we need to run the ball. And if you don't call a run play here, I'm I'm gonna take over. Right. I understand Sean McDermott's more of a defensive guy, but And I mean, even take the small samples out of Matt Breida, three for twelve. That's four yards per carry. <laughs> That's production. But you you it's not all, using them. Yeah. <laughs> these microcosm, you know, s- sample sizes that we're using, like just in just you know, it's the the run game is their scheme. Like it's a yeah. scheme to them, like, and that's like, I'm having a problem, like, and this is why you are seven and three. I mean, seven, seven and three. six. I'm looking at that what way thing, which is four and three, but they're seven and six. You're a game over five hundred because you basically, for more or less, you've you've killed half of your offense anyway. Yeah. You don't have a run, established run game on your team or an identity, a run game identity at all, and that is. I ain't going to say it's going to come back to bite them. It's biting them now. And this is mm-hmm. why they're dropping games left and right. Because they are not a complete team when you when it comes, not talent-wise, but in coming and how they game script and strategy is just, it's just this, they, they're just nixing their run game thing is just, it, it is a conundrum that I cannot understand that's going on in Buffalo. And at this game didn't, 
wake them up or jolt them from you're gonna have to do something else. I don't know what will because there's just gonna be a ship that's just gonna keep just gonna slowly keep going down. And well, they've got a couple of games coming up here that are they are do or die situations now, and we'll get to those in a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But they they Buffalo's back is definitely against the wall at this point. I mean, they hey, you're the seventh seed. You are on. You are literally on the on the fringe of getting knocked out of the playoffs right now. And the only thing you you can hold on to is the fact that you have beaten at least one game, one team who is above five hundred. Uh, but you definitely need to. You got to figure out something offensively to to become more efficient earlier on in the game to really put pressure on the other team to change their game plan. When you're the one who's constantly needing to adjust. That's never you're always the one who needs to adjust at halftime. Yeah. That's not that's not sufficient. So what the we'll see if they can figure it out. I don't want to call I don't want to say that they're dead cuz there's yeah. some teams below yeah, them that but, I, that are going to have a very hard uh, uphill battle, but, but you're making it hard on yourself. You're beating yourself at this point. Yeah, you can't wait 51 minutes to finally wake up and wake up your <laughs> offense. So, you know, it's just 51 minutes the yeah. game's over, you know. <laughs> Let's be real. This went into overtime because Buffalo decided to start playing in garbage time. That's what happened yeah. in the game. It just in the in the in in how the how it played out in the in that blaze in the fourth quarter. I think people were just remiss to forget that this was garbage time at this point. The game was over, you know. And then they just all of a sudden, oh, they're back in it. And I mean, yeah, Tampa, y'all literally took y'all foot off the pedal that in the fourth quarter and yeah. I, don't, I don't know why but they you know same thing they figured it out and got it together in the in the uh in the overtime but um c- credit to tampa bay for holding on you know um of course that's another one where they won there's some things we're gonna have to work on <laughs> blah, blah blah you know it's yeah but they this was the clear cut y'all just completely took y'all foot off the gas and you know and yeah, all of a put sudden, that car in park and stepped out right and, and that's all <laughs> and then buffalo just ran with it like okay now y'all want to play well yeah. they, they took their foot off the gas well how about you you know you know how about you play from the beginning of the, exactly from it, the, just, from it doesn't make them look it makes them look bad when i have to put them in that conversation like they're that team they're not that team they're not playing like that team they don't even have the mentality of that you know of being that next you know that next step they are regressing and they're starting to regress fast so uh, these last four weeks are going to be very interesting for Buffalo. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sunday night football uh, concluded the uh, Sunday slate with Green Bay getting a forty-five to thirty win over the Chicago Bears. A little bit worried for Green Bay that you're allowing thirty points out of the Bears, but hey, is Matt Nagy fired yet? Not fired as of yet. Still, mm-hmm. still, still in Chicago. Well, that's that. Green Bay's ten and three. They get to continue to roll right on along. Uh. They do. They did get the number one seed with that win there, um, uh, as it is right now. Uh, they're tied three-way tie, ten and three. They get the tiebreakers over Tampa Bay and uh, Arizona. Arizona because of the head-to-head, obviously, and then the strength of victory uh, against um, Tampa Bay at the moment. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. They've they've got a test ahead of them uh, to to finish out this season, and uh, we'll see if they can hold on to make uh, all roads uh, for the NFC lead through Lambeau to get to that Super Bowl that everybody is gunning for right now. Um, yes. Uh, but a, we, this is just divisional matchup 
nightmare this week because <laughs> we conclude with Monday night uh, Rams on the road getting the victory 30 to 23 against the Arizona Cardinals uh, Arizona 10 and three like I said earlier uh, Rams get to up to nine and four now they're just one game back from not only taking the division but getting right into that conversation of a team trying to get that number one seat again yeah. um, even though they're technically the fifth seed at the moment they're one game back from all of the, from that three-way tie. So, um, and I think they, uh, they, they've got a game over Arizona now. Um, They, did they beat, they did beat Tampa Bay as well. So um, it really just comes down to green Bay. So we'll see how that's going to play out. And they don't have the toughest schedule. They do still have some divisional games that are going to be uh, some slugfest, but the Rams are kind of, in my opinion, the NFC version of Kansas City, just hitting that stride at the right time right mm-hmm. now. They looked real good in this game, uh, and they were hit with the fact that they lost Jalen Ramsey just like five hours before this game. Exactly. And they still came out there, and they Aaron Donald started the game with a sack and ended the game with a sack. Um, I think he also had another one in there. I think he had three on the day. Yeah. Um, and then just... Kyler Murray, three interceptions on the day, no touchdowns. I thought it was two, but let me make sure. I could have sworn it was two, but I lost track after a while because <laughs> it's. Oh, you're right. It's two interceptions. Oh, he had three turnovers because I think he had a fumble. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was that. Um. But I mean, but I mean, minus the touchdown passes. Technically, he had a good game, but it, good lord, you but you gotta execute, and you wonder, yeah. you know, when it comes down to you, you walking away with an L, this is the this is the issue. You gotta be able to complete the drives. You gotta be able to complete these plays. It even we even seen it in the first quarter when he faded he he faded a pass out to AJ Green. AJ Green went inside. He threw it outside. AJ Green turns back around and watches the ball sail into the end zone and just bounces. You know, it it was one of those. <laughs> It was the beginning of what we were going to see for the rest of the game of these just subtle inconsistencies that was happening with the, with the, with with Arizona on the offensive side of the ball. But for everybody saying that this is why nobody took Arizona seriously, even with all of that mess, this was a one possession game where they got an onside kick and everybody was like, "Oh no, L.A., what's going?" Like this was just like when they got that onside kick, I was like, "Oh, like." All right, Kyler Murray, let's see what you can do. I, uh, it, it, yeah, yeah. It, I, I thought it was it was setting itself up for something. The yeah. Rams teed off on on Kyler Murray at the end of that. There, uh, I think uh, it came out there was a miscommunication on the uh, protection on, on the call. Uh, they went with the previous uh, protection when the protection was supposed to switch for plays. Uh, mm. on those so that's why even Aaron Donald just came basically came through scot-free on that play because they just they thought they were playing one thing Kyler Murray thought they were playing the other and he's and, like he wanted to take the sack but then he didn't want to take the sack well he, he knew he didn't have the, the time to, to then, yeah, kill it he, was he like, couldn't then, clock it and right. so he then had he, to go out there he, and, and then he knew he didn't have the time to really throw it <laughs> and he thought like he was just going to just take the sack for the hell of the game. then he well, just because if he threw it away from the if he threw out of the sack he was still in the tackle box that would be a, an intentional grounding call, and that's a ten-second runoff. Game's over. So he oh, he did the smart round. thing. Like he he did what he like. It's just a matter of you have to communicate in those times. Plus, you could tell his ankle's still really messing yeah. with him. He's hobbling through the game. It was, and he and he had a, quite a few you know passes where he had to jump over the line to throw the ball. <laughs> it, it was like, oh gosh, this is it wasn't an easy night for for Arizona. I. <sighs> If they could have, 
capitalized again, I think more so early in the game back in the first half. I don't think it would have been so much pressure on them in the second half. They just allowed themselves to fall too far of a deficit. And then they had to play this kind of frantic ball <laughs> with, with time expiring, <laughs> yeah. basically. And, and uh, so overall, nevertheless, NFL as an NFL fan, I've so entertained. <laughs> I mean, am I entertained? Yes. I, this guy right here was in, even though, you know, it was killing me in the fantasy, but nevertheless. No, it was a great game. It, I, yes. This it was wasn't, it wasn't sloppy football. This was Mm-mm. good defense. It was good, good plays by the offense. The offensive adjustments were fantastic on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. They just, they played in this. It was, it honestly felt like a chess match between uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Sean McVay and, genius boy uh sean mcveigh came out on top with this game at the end so i i'm not going to cast any aspersions on arizona they've got injuries they've got we all know they still have things that they got to figure out but for no there's no question in my opinion that this team is a is a super bowl contender for one and two this team is also a, a team that that is going to be a playoff nightmare for whoever they have to play, whether they get that first round by or not. Um, so, right. but that's going to be uh, week 14 in a nutshell. We'll wrap things up there. Um, but let us know if we have some outlandish takes about these. Cause I really feel like we <laughs> kind of hit the nail on the head on a lot uh, of I these guys. And there's still a lot of questions that are out there. You know, I, I mean, it was no reason to go way out and try to make hot takes for everything that's coming out of our mouth. I think we just stayed right on point and wanted to really just, you know, sh- share my, my views and what I've seen, you know, basically according to what I've seen, not about how I felt, but not about based on anything, other circumstances, but man, it was just some really good and some bad football being yeah, played for <laughs> in, sure. in week 14. Yeah, well, we're going to go ahead and move right on along.